What is going on out there? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am thrilled that you are listening to our show today. Super thrilled as well. Got a really, really awesome guest with us this week. We got Everett LaPel with us, uh, joining us from Dallas, Texas. Really excited, y'all. We're going to talk about sales, uh, the, the in-home selling process, selling text first comfort advisors. When should you hire dedicated salespeople? What's that process look like? So on and so forth. Tons of good stuff coming in. We got an action-packed episode ahead of us. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome back. Welcome back. Everett, can you feel the excitement from the, the video? I, I can. It's palpable. Eric. There we go. I like it. You know what else is palpable? Fantasy football. Do you like What's fantasy that? football? Dude, I lost, I think, both games. Uh, you know, maybe tonight I'll get lucky, but yeah, no. Dude, we're on the same wavelength there. So if you didn't know, we've got a fantasy football league here. Uh, kind of a mixture of podcast slash rival digital clients. And now we like to start off the episodes with, with an update uh, from the league. So for those who have been tuned in, just really engaged with the league, here comes our weekly update. Those takes down Brad McIntyre. Ooh, good game. We got Jason Blevins taking down Justin McIntyre, who's from Canada. Good game. We got Noah Carter from Contractor Commerce defeating Holden D. Snuts, Tyler Lewis. <laughs> Actually, correction, Tyler Lewis might win this week. There's a Monday night matchup here that's going to determine that. We got Joey Rogers going down, first loss of the season. And you got me, Sunny Days. My first loss of the season as well. I can't believe it. I lost in both of my leagues this week. I feel the pain. It's tough. You know what's I tough? Feel the it, pain. I had I had Russ Wilson as my starting quarterback for the past three weeks. Dude was dropping like eleven points. I'm like, God, mm. this guy sucks. So I went and dropped a ton of fab money on Tua because he put up like. 48 points a couple weeks ago against the Ravens. So I went and picked yeah. him up and then the dude turns around and just the doctors totally screwed him over, puts up like two points. I'm just like, oh, I can't win with that. Hmm. Terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, uh, my whole team has been in just a nightmare. I, I can't, I don't even want to talk about it. I think I scored like less than 70 points in one of my leagues. I got beat by like one of our friends, like a neighbor, this, uh, this woman who like, I saw her last night and she just like wanted to rub it in. It was crazy. And uh, Javante uh, Davis or whatever from uh, the running back from uh, Denver yeah. out for the se- out. For, he was like number one of my top picks. He's out for the season. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. so tough well i know that we're not we're not going to sit here and talk about fancy football the whole time though i could i could turn this into a fancy football podcast i will not do it 
not until at least uh, we get some sponsors from the NFL. So let's go ahead and, and get into it. Everett, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners out there. Tell them a little bit more about what you got going on. Yep. So my name is Everett Lapel. Um, I am in my, I guess, 13th year in the industry right now. Uh, I do a couple, wear a couple hats, wear a few hats. Um, I, uh, I'm the director of sales for uh, a company called Supply Smart. We're a national wholesaler, pick, pack, and ship, uh, pick, pack, and ship wholesaler, distributor, plumbing, and HVAC supplies. Uh, we do mostly truck stock, anything you can keep in a, in a truck, basically small stuff, your PVC, your valves, your, your connectors and stuff like that. Um, I have a team of about 20 people out here that I, um, that I, that I guess I, I, I fearlessly lead. Um, some of you might know me from Sarah. There's a software, uh, it, it CRM software, dispatching software, Sarah, that I, um, I help with, I'm very involved with. Um, um, and then uh, yeah, I do coaching and training on the side. I do one-on-one coaching. I do team coaching and uh, in the HVAC sales and plumbing sales uh, industry, process training, um, options, et cetera, et cetera. So that's like the Disney version. <laughs> the Disney version. All right. Yeah. Well, what, what about the Datney version? The, we got we got Disney and we got Datney. Oh my gosh! I was like, "What?" I don't understand what he's saying. Yeah, uh, that's funny, dude. No, that's good stuff. Sarah's Disney, good stuff. Yeah. I've I've been learning a little bit more about it lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? What's funny is that uh, more and more people are 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 getting more of an awareness to it. You know, it's sort of the little brother in the room. I mean, obviously, Titan being you know just a, a billion dollar corporation, um, and. I'll tell you the simplicity of Sarah for me was what sold me. I used, you know, I used Titan for a long time. I use Successware and some other stuff, and those are great tools. They're great tools uh, for me. Sarah's just simple. It's easy to use. Anybody, like literally, the training process for you to get a tech to go is like one, two, three, and you're good. Um, you know, as as the company starts to continue to put in, you know, um, uh, very specialized and customized integrations, that's when. Uh, it's going to, this, this product is going to really, really take off. Um, but so far we have companies that are doing three times their service revenue since taking it on because it streamlines the process in which techs actually run the call, uh, from a a technological standpoint, right? I mean, it's not going to have a conversation with the homeowner while they're there, but it's, it's going to help them and guide them, uh, through a very simple sales process so that they're really just, it, it's a rinse and repeat. And that's the name of the game, right? Just this flywheel approach, like a repeatable process that you can continue to use. So I, I love it. Um, and uh, I help, I've helped guys, uh, a couple companies build their price books um, and just overall uh, talking about their business and so forth and um, areas of improvement. So, and I've gotten quite a few people uh, onto the software. So nice. So let's talk about kind of how you got to where you're at now in the industry. So you, you've been in the industry for 13 years. Uh, you're at Supply Store now. So what, what kind of, you know, what was the, the progression through your career to where you're at now? Dude, my dad owned a company when I was a little kid. And um, and I, I, I that, like growing up as a kid, it was like other people were going out to play and, and do things, and, you know, as a teenager. And my dad was like, dude, get in the truck. You're getting to the warehouse, ship this, that's accounts receivable, that's accounts payable. Here's how you take care of your customers. And my, you know, the Brooklyn accent, cigarette out of the mouth, you know, he was always like, what are you doing? Come on, we gotta go, you know. So it was, it was one of the, it was one of these things, it was just the way he was, right? And so that's my that was my upbringing from the time I was 14 years old. Literally, I was like, you know, working with the UPS guy on shipments, and I watched my dad grow this really cool business. Um, and he started with nothing, nothing, started this business with nothing. So um, you know, learned marketing, just, just like trial by fire going into it. And, um, and so 
like, you know, coming up, um, you know, I always been sort of involved in sales and, and marketing in some respects. And my brain has been sort of pre-programmed like that. And then my buddy Russ got involved in HVAC and plumbing. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he was like, you got to see this industry. It's incredible. And this was like, I mean, geez, 13, 14 years ago. And, um, and so he got me a job at a huge company in Jersey. They took a chance on me and they were like, we'll train you. And I sat in a classroom for months uh, and then out on the road with ride-alongs and everything else for months. And I just became a student of the game, just understanding the HVAC and plumbing business. You know, where I'm from, you have to know plumbing because half the systems are hydronically piped anyway, like your boilers, your steam boilers, your water heater systems and all that. So you have to learn it. And I backdoored from business. I backdoored to go backwards into the industry um, from a sales and business perspective and learned the technical side of it. So I actually ended up backing into a master's license, which I have in the state of New Jersey. And, uh, and I've got certifications and so forth and a whole bunch of training under my belt. And so I just kept learning and take, I keep, I still take classes on stuff. I still like to learn, you know, this industry. I want to know as much as I possibly can. And I think that's sort of what separates a lot of people who want to be good from a lot of people who really want to be great is, is putting the extra time and effort into learning the extra little things that you can, you know, that you can really benefit from. So, so that's again, the Disney or the Datney, that might be the Datney version. <laughs> yeah, it might be. So out of all your experiences, you know, we, we, we want to talk about some sales stuff today. Um, you know, what separates a, a company when it comes to sales, like the ones that get it from the ones that don't? That's a good question. Um, so I think that there's always this resistance and this like implication that somehow sales is a dirty word. And I think it's changing within our little circles and our little social media groups, but it's not changing for the rest of the world. And we, we, we don't under, we, we're too, we're, we're very closed in. We're in all these different business groups online and maybe we're in Nextstar, maybe SGI, which I was involved in for many years. And I think that we tend to, if, if you stop, if you change the way you think about things, right. And you realize you're like, okay, stop, stop starting with, okay, I'm, I'm make, I'm trying to make sales to, Hey, let me go through this here, give awesome service. And then at the byproduct of that is that I'm going to, there's a transaction that's going to occur from that and I'm going to help people. And if you legitimately say, I'm going to go into this situation and help people be a servant, uh, that mindset then will change because people get stuck. What you're asking is people get stuck in that rut where they're like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to come off too salesy. I'm a plumber. I'm an HVAC guy. I don't want to come off salesy. And I'm like, hold on. Last I checked, it's not charity work. You went to school for a long time or you spent a lot of time in some hot attics and some basements and some cold areas. You were outside. You, you're telling me you don't deserve to run a, a business that's profitable. Uh, it makes no sense to me. I think it's all, it all comes to here. And then once you change this, your, your brain, I think you can move from there and start to do the things and, and, and implement the things into your business that will, will help that repeatable process. And, and a lot of that is communication with your customers. Uh, you know, a lot of that's marketing, a lot of that's sales. Uh, and once you get to the point where you can really start to hone in on your sales process and what you're doing, uh, and see what works and see what doesn't work. And there's coaches like, you know, like myself and other people that can show you how to do this. And there are proven strategies that will, that will, that, that will help you shape that, but you got to get out of your head first. And then you got to, you got to, you got to implement the things that are being taught. And I love these business groups like Nextstar and SGI and 
six, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, I guess go, go, go time. And, um, mm-hmm. there's another one, Todd Lyle's run service, excellent group. So there's, there's all these different ones that you can join and they, they can sort of teach you this, but you gotta be open-minded first. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, I think that if you are going to truly stand by being a company that services people with, you know, with a caring heart, you're going to do them a disservice if you do not offer them the value of, you know, the correct options. So, you know, maybe you go there for a repair and you, you could fix it, but it's going to break again. Anyways, you're doing them a disservice. If you say, all right, customer, give me 500 bucks. I know it's going to break again, uh, rather than presenting them with the options that they need. Cause if you, I, and that's where I think a lot of people think they're doing right by the customer by fixing it. Uh, you know, always, and don't get me wrong, like if it can be fixed and it's not a big deal, then yeah, go ahead and fix it. But like, if you fix it, knowing that it's going to break again and you still don't present the options then you're even worse than a slimy salesperson. Yeah, I agreed. And also there's a science, see, that's just it. There's a science to that. There's actually a method that you can employ when you're, when you're giving options as to when there should be a repair versus replace. And there's charts that you can use and there's presentation tools that you can use with your customer so that they can make an educated decision. Uh, you just have to lay out the options for it. You know, the old phrase is, you know, it's like um, you can't sell it if you don't offer it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it, by presenting options, you don't even have to persuade one way or another. You can give your, your, your professional opinion uh, and do it, but you have to do it with confidence and you mm-hmm. actually have to do it with integrity. Now, the problem is, is if you're not doing it with integrity, you're not doing it with confidence. Oftentimes uh, it, it leads to shaky uh, relationships with the person that you're in front of. So then, well, then what happens there? Then you didn't build enough trust. And if you didn't build enough trust, now you're the slimy salesperson. So the problem is skipping steps and people want to skip steps. You want to go straight to, well, you know what? You should replace this thing. Okay. But you, you didn't go through the steps to actually present the options of what you're talking about. You just skip steps. And so this is how it gets a bad name. Yeah. So let's talk about the selling process. Cause you mentioned that, you, you know, you've got a process and, you know, we wanted to hit on this kind of the, the, the in-home selling process. What does that look like, you know, in the most ideal situation? Um, so, so I've actually developed uh, a, an outline, uh, a program for this. Uh, there are many selling systems, selling sort of, you know, protocol that they use um, and everything. I think every, all the processes in general have, similarities to them but i've created a uh like an acronym for the way that i approach a call and the way that i train people to approach a call and that's called clear c-l-e-a-r clear um and so the you know the acronym really comes in and and the first word is is actually clear like clear your head clear your mind clear prejudgments right you walk up to a house oh there's no way these guys have any money uh this is, you know, look at this place. It's a disaster, you mm. know, and then they got bags of cash sitting in the other room that you didn't even know about, right? Um, L is learn. Simple, right? You go in, you learn your customer, you learn their habits, uh, you learn the ways. Um, you know, E is now you're exploring. You're exploring the equipment, you're exploring the house, you're exploring what's going on so that you understand better, right? And those two things, learn and explore, like sort of, they're, they're, they're sort of the same thing and interchangeable. And this is the way that you can actually understand. Um uh, a is uh, is now to arrange. You arrange your thoughts. You arrange what kind of options you might be presenting. You arrange things based on what you've learned, what you see, what you've seen in the house. Um, and now the R is to reveal, and you reveal your findings uh, in a way. And a lot of those first four or five steps, you know, four steps, 
there's not a lot you're not doing a lot of talking you're doing you're not doing you're you're not doing a lot of sharing you're doing a lot of of listening and this is where you know great sales reps like you know i got some plaques on the walls over here i've done you know i was a two and a half three million dollar sales rep for years and and co whole companies want to get past the million and a half point you right and mm -hmm. and i'm one dude you know so i think it's and 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 I can roll around with five-star reviews all day long because at the end of the day, I gave awesome service and I made sure that I was thorough. Also made a friend in every single house, right? People say, you know, never met a stranger. And some people think that it's natural, but it's, it's not. There's, there's some natural ability in there, but it's a learned skill. It's a learned process. And following, and it doesn't have to be my process, but I'm saying following a process and sticking to it, especially when it comes to, to even on the technical side of things, right? I mean, are you looking at the ductwork? Are you measuring your return? Are you doing load calculations in the house to figure out if you have the appropriate size unit that's in there? Or are you shortcutting it? And you're just kind of going, eh, rule of thumb, this is good. If you don't know load calculations, at least even uh, some semblance of a lo load calc, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a right soft, you know, manual J, manual D, but some semblance so that you have a, a basis, right? If you're not asking questions in the house of how they use, what, what temperature they like to keep it on, or if there's certain parts of the house that don't quite get the, because the, the, at the end of the day, right? Like make their lives better, leave the house better. And then if, if you went, I think the fear is, Eric, that if they go through this process and at the end of it, it doesn't bear fruit, then they would have spent all that time to try to get, you know, acquire that, that business and, and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's a warped way of thinking about it, right? Because time is valuable. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't think about that. I think every at bat sort of, right? And, and you got to do, you got to pick and choose your battles. If you got a guy that's basically pushing you out the door when you get in there, right? You, you know, sort of, you know, where you stand. But I mean, in, in common sense terms, if you've got somebody who's, you know, considering moving forward and they have an interest in doing it, you know, these type of steps will more than likely uh, lead you to where you want to go. Now, you're in marketing. How much does somebody spend on a web page in today's day and age for you to gain their attention? How, many, how long do you have to grasp that attention? Not much time at all. The 2022 stat that just came out is bonkers, okay? In 2000, it was 12 seconds. Yeah. In 2013, the people couldn't believe it. It was down to eight seconds, which is less than a goldfish. In 2022, <laughs> that number is three seconds. Yeah. You have three seconds to grab the attention of somebody in the digital world. Now, when you're actually physically in a house, you're, you're in a building – you have the ability to make a, a human connection, right? But you still live in the world where people's brains, right, tend to move very quickly. People get sidetracked. They're on their phone. So you you now have a, a different world that we live in while your, your process has to be a little bit different. And how you gain and attract attention is typically in bringing them into your process with you. Hey, do you want to see something I found? Take a look at this picture I, I, I took of your unit. Um, and and get, get gaining their sort of bringing them along for the ride. Mm -hmm. uh, and this has always been the case. It's always been the case that if you brought them along, that they would have a higher propensity for moving forward. But now it's more important than ever that you involve them because you have much shorter attention spans. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I think there's a lot of stuff online that's helping kind of bridge that gap with, you know, like we'd seen at ACA, 
uh, stuff like contractor commerce, you know, that's kind of helping bridge the gap for attention spans as well. And, and because that's what we're, we're all fighting for these days is attention, attention share, um, especially online. And it's, if you can get that human interaction and you know what you're doing and you're following a process, you're going to win. In my opinion, like that's why I love it. Like I can get on Facebook all day and say, buy a website from rival digital, hire us for our digital marketing. We're so great. I swear. Uh, but that's not going to do anything. But if someone calls in and says, Hey, I want to learn more about your marketing. That's like, that's my favorite thing in the world. Cause you can sit there for 30 minutes and give someone your undivided human attention. And they're reciprocating that. And you're sitting there and you're talking to them and you can actually build some type of connection with them. So, I, you know, I think that it, you got to have an in-home process as well. And that kind of leads me into the next point. You know, we were, we were kind of talking about beforehand, uh, which is the selling text versus the comfort advisors and when, um, you know, which you should have for your company. Yeah. So one thing I've learned is there's no one size fits all uh, case in point, Brent Buckley, most successful sales rep in the whole country. Right. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what he's done as a selling tech. Um, you know, guys like Victor Van Cor, uh, who started as a selling tech. I mean, literally, you know, you look at these companies and that's their model. There's a company here in Dallas called a number one air. It's a selling tech, you know, sort of model where they have comfort advisors as well. The comfort advisors are designed to go out to calls that are, you know, sort of, uh, you know, marketed leads. They're not mm -hmm. starting out as service calls. Now that, that won't work in many different markets. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, it's very interesting. I think it comes down to your talent pool. And this is from all the sort of research and digging that I've done. So for instance, I'm from New Jersey. I'm right outside New York City. You cannot get a, 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 a Northeastern service technician for the most part. I'm not saying everybody. Very rare to find a service technician in the Northeast who actually likes to communicate and, and will sell things. It's very rare. We, what you will get is you'll get a guy who can turn it over to a guy, a sales rep. Um, and so also the technical implications uh, in the Northeast from, you know, all the way from Boston, you know, down to DC, the, the, you're going to find a lot of older homes. You're going to find a lot, it's cold and hot weather. So you have a lot of different types of systems. And so the technical acumen and attention to what has to get installed is much different than what gets installed in 90% of homes in Texas and 90% of homes in Florida and 90% of homes in, you know, in, in Phoenix, you know, Arizona or the Southwest, all those homes are basically the same, literally. I mean, it's like, okay, let me get this straight. There's like, you know, a system, it's got like a bunch of duct work and a bunch of flex off of it. And, you know, it's a coil, furnace coil condenser, horizontal in an attic. And that's pretty much it, right? Upflow, downflow, horizontal, done. Whereas you go into a basement in New Jersey, you have no idea what you're looking at half the time. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm being serious, but the, the point is, is that the point is, is it has to be right for you and your market. But what you can do if you're a business owner is start to look at your conversion ratios, okay, from your... Um, from your service technicians to sales. So when make sure you're tracking it. So when they're actually quoting a, a, a replacement system, what percentage of those are actually turning into installs and monitor that rate because it's going to give you an indicator as to, okay, if they actually quote this, what's the percentage that it moves forward? Then start looking at if you have a sales team or if you hired one, like what would I close if I had that guy who's not good at selling if I had him flip it over to a guy like me for years, right? 
And that guy went out there, did a load calculation, looked at the duct work and went through the process, right? And they're scared, like business owners are scared. Well, what if you leave the house and then you don't get the sales? Like, no, this is a proven process. Nextstar teaches it, SGI teaches it. Um, there are almost every business organization across the country teaches this exact same process to some degree of, of similarity, okay? A tech generated lead, turn it over, sales rep goes out there, can do a thorough job, and his entire job is just to sell. That's the point. His entire job is to get enough information where you could say, okay, this is a great solution for you. By the time you've diagnosed the unit, like as far as a service technician is concerned, you might already be an hour, hour and a half in the house. You've had the conversation. And now, depending on your talent level, trying to go into selling an actual system versus selling a ser selling service could be very difficult. And oftentimes, and this is something that like a lot of business owners need to look at themselves. Repairs are typically, and in many cases, going to be a bit more profitable from a standpoint of it's quick cash, it's quicker, it's easier, and the profit margins percentage-wise are going to be higher. And you don't pay your bills with percentages; you pay your bills with dollars, right? So yeah. if I if I were to if I if I were to get, you know, $10,000 from a system installation and make 50% margin, or if I did a thousand dollar repair, Ooh, I made 80% margin. Right. I mean, obviously I'm walking out with a heck of a lot more money on that installation. So you can scale your business faster. You'll have more, you'll have more accessible funds. Case in point, um, mo monitor your closing percentages and then see if it warrants, if you have the, the, the service, uh, a call count, right to substantiate bringing in uh, a sales rep. Also, if you do like a big box store kind of thing, like you're a authorized you know, uh, contractor for like a Lowe's on Depot, whatever, you should absolutely have a sales rep, dedicated sales rep across the board. And there's companies in this country that we don't talk about that are crushing it on the box store model. And mm -hmm. these guys, and, and, and most of the guys that will listen to this will run away from it. They'll run away from Costco. I ran a Costco program. We'll run away from Costco, run away from Home Depot, run away from Lowe's, run away from the big box stores that are literally giving you free leads to go run. Free leads to go run. And you're just paying it just like a credit card swipe. You're building all those extra costs that you're paying them into your cost of doing business. But mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's a conversation that I don't think we've ever had on the show is talking about the lows and the, the slows and the, uh, the home depots and the Costco's, you know, what have you seen on your end with, with contractors that are part of those programs? Most of them dislike it because there's a bit more red tape than others, like than, than going straight, Right. Like, so there's more paperwork, there's more like bureaucracy, the way that it works. There's sort of a middleman person, but I can tell you right now, like I, so first, my best friend runs a $65 million HVAC sales team in New Jersey and they're super heavy Home Depot. They probably do 20% of their business is probably Home Depot. I and mean, that's a mm -hmm. huge chunk. That's one. Mm -hmm. um, we, we pulled a million bucks out of, you know, a couple stores here when I ran, uh, there was a company here in Dallas that I, I was helping to run. Um, and it was doing nothing. It was doing absolutely nothing. And we sort of, you know, massaged and it was great for the shoulder months too, because you can rehash those leads and you can go through there and you can really sift through um, what was coming through Costco. And there's a company here in Dallas. Okay. They started in Atlanta and they're in Dallas and they have like 50 Costco and Home Depot stores. And that's their, they were just, they just got bought by Turnpoint. 
So, and, and I, this is a brilliant model. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. brilliant model. And basically it's all sales reps. They have a skeleton service team and they go out there and it's like 20% close percentage, maybe 30% close percentage. So it's not high, but the leads are given to them. They have in-store reps who sit there and they stand by the HVAC system like this, right? And they're like, do you, you want a free estimate for a new system? And, you know, some, you know, Susie Homemaker on Saturday goes, okay, sure. Yeah. Ours is looking old. We'll sign up for it. And then, you know, it's a rinse and repeat. Plus they have online leads coming in too. I'm just saying, I'm not saying this is ideal business. I know that people will argue you shouldn't make it a hundred percent of your business, but we don't talk about it. And it is a great avenue uh, of business to actually uh, go down. I would encourage people. And I know there's criteria for you to become to for you to become an authorized dealer so i'd say that like if you if you have a good reputation in your business and you're an authorized dealer of one of the brands that are being sold through home depot and uh like lowe's and costco i would explore it i think it's Mm -hmm. worth looking at yeah yeah i mean i I never thought about it that way because i mean home depot and lowe's I call them slows because their customer service is so slow. Uh, every time I go there, just as a homeowner, um, I hate going to slows, by the way. Um, think about the amount of dollars that they put into their marketing. There's not a single person in the country that doesn't know what Home Depot or Lowe's is. So when you walk into a Home Depot or a slows and you've got, I mean, they put the system usually right by the registers. So you're up there in the front and same with the water heaters. They put the water heaters out, the little end caps, at least in my, my Home Depot. So you're standing there waiting in line and there's a system sitting right there and there's a person standing next to it. And they're sitting there saying, hey, you want a free estimate? we got financing options, et cetera. I've never thought about it that way. But you know who's done this really well? It's not not HVAC plumbing related. Is uh, Tektronic Industries, TTI. They they create um, I guess they're like the parent company for like Milwaukee, Ryobi, uh, all those brands. If you go to a Home Depot, there's they've got sales reps that just stalk the tool aisle, and you never even know that because they're not wearing a Home Depot uniform. They're usually wearing like a TTI uniform, like it's a polo or it says like Ryobi or something, and they'll get you. Like you'll be walking around and they just look like a customer. <laughs> And yeah. next thing you know, you're leaving there with a Ryobi freaking lawnmower and weed whacker and drills and all. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool. To you. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So my, we have uh, a buddy of mine is the national uh, trainer for uh, Makita Tools, and so we sell Makita Tools out of Supply Smart. Um, and I'm, by the way, I switch everything to Makita. It's mm-hmm. absolutely bar none the best tools. And the training they do, like even if you just wanted to do the training, I would definitely call. Mark Hummerkaus at and 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 schedule a training because dude, it's amazing what they do. They break open all the tools, the TTI everything. They show the inside and they do this cool thing where they like switch the insides of like all the TTI tools. So it says rigid on the outside and they throw it in the Milwaukee, or it says Ryobi and they'll throw it in the rigid and they'll be like, mm-hmm. look, it fits. <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a different shell. Um, and then I think Lowe's bought Craftsman. Yeah. But they didn't buy any of the manufacturing. They just bought the brand name. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. It, it's it, it, And that just goes to show like marketing for like there, there's an opportunity here. Like it, craftsmen 
was Sears was the Sears brand and yeah. when Sears sold. There was an opportunity there for a well-known, a household name. Everyone knew Craftsman. It, literally everyone's dad and grandpa owns that red Craftsman toolbox in their garage. Yep. And everyone knows right. what Craftsman is. So Lowe's was like, well, let's just go buy that brand name. It's not even the same stuff. The stuff that they've got now for Craftsman is total junk. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, it's all junk now, but it's got the Craftsman name. And it yeah, comes with the nostalgia. Some of, some of it is exactly the same as the, uh, the like um, the rigid, I guess it is. Some yeah. of it's exact, exactly the same. Like the insides are exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it just goes to show though that like these big box stores, branding. They, they put so much money into branding and marketing that if you can get someone inside of there, they're already driving the traffic into the store. Yeah. And if you can get someone inside of that store, then you've got a pretty good shot so- at getting some business. That's a perfect point, by the way. Um, absolutely. If you, that's, so I say that to service technicians too, and to HVAC sales reps, and to anybody that steps in front, in front of a house, right? You are there, right? You're there already, right? You, you brought the store to them. Mm-hmm. So like, show them what's in the store. Like, obviously, you don't want to just show them random stuff that they don't want. But if you do enough digging, you figure it out. Well, guess what? You're probably gonna you're probably gonna make a trend. Like nothing in this world happens until something is bought and bought or sold, right? That's just yeah. the way that it works. Like make that happen. Present the options. Allow people to see what's in your you know what's in your arsenal. And if there's service technicians specifically who are listening to this, I know they know what I'm talking about. Like never give one option. Never. Like ever. And I don't, and people disagree with me all they want. Most won't. Most of the most of the talented people, the Crisseras in the world, and the Jason Walkers, and all that. You always give multiple options because it is better to choose between something and something than something and nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's go give yeah. one repair, and this is what needs to get done. Well, maybe we should actually add something in there, right? So we have some sort of comparative. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you give the options to, I mean, it's like it's just like anything. There's there's a lot of psychology behind it, and you can you know, really you give them a good, better, best, give them, you know, the good being what they need. At yeah. The very, well, at the very minimum. I like bronze, silver, and gold. And sometimes I even like silver, gold, and platinum. Yeah. And maybe even gold, platinum, and diamond. Yeah. Diamond. That's when you'll find out who's got the money hidden in the next, you know, in the room over. You'll go over and you'll think you're in a, you know, a four hundred and fifty, five hundred thousand dollar home and they want to go with bronze. Every once in a while, you, you'll be in a home and someone will be like, let me hear more about that diamond plan. Oh, <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, now we're talking. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yep. Awesome, Everett. This has been this has been amazing. Uh, appreciate you joining us again on the show. What, what's a good way for folks to connect with you and, uh, and to chat with you more? Uh, so um, it's my full name, everettlapel at gmail.com. I keep it simple. Uh, you can go to, um, you, I mean, I'm in all these groups. You guys can find me on Facebook. You guys can find me on Instagram. Uh, some people call me the Jersey cowboy. Don't look me up by that. We don't know what you'll find. If you look, <laughs> you don't know what you'll find. <laughs> NSFW. Don't look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so cool. Hey man, I really appreciate you having me on here. I'm stoked. Uh, in this quarter, you've got Tommy Mello coming on and Dan Antonelli. I love Dan. Oh, yeah. Great stuff, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, as as I mean, if you're listening to this now, it's the fifth uh, of October, which means 
because our episodes go live on Wednesdays. So Wednesday this week on the 5th, it's actually our two-year anniversary in business. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Q4, we've got a bit, we got a big lineup coming up. We got the Antonelli, like I mentioned, uh, Tommy Mello. I got Everett LaPel, the Jersey Cowboy. We got <laughs> Ashley Tanner. We got Lawrence Castillo coming back on for part three. Uh, Russell Fur from Culpepper Home Services. We got TJ, Har- TJ Hartnett coming back on the show. We've got Bo McKenzie. Um, looking at the list, it's growing. It's good. Anyways, we got a lot of we got a lot of exciting guests coming on the show coming up. So stay tuned. Q four is big for us on the show. I really enjoy this time of year uh, because it's slowing down and people have a little bit more time to actually hop on a podcast. So. Um, a lot of good guests coming up good topics can't wait to uh to, to have them and dig in so everett you take care i, I appreciate you joining me today and uh, we'll be talking soon thanks man all right later thank you for tuning in for another episode if you're an hvac contractor in need of digital marketing services contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com <laughs>